Alright guys, welcome back to Cult Chaser. Today we're going to be talking about the Fellowship Foundation. Now, the Fellowship Foundation is a religious type of cult with a basic belief in the power of Jesus. And those who are closest to Jesus are more powerful, people like leaders or politicians. Now, if you were a person of power who made any form of mistake, the Fellowship Foundation would still protect you because you are chosen by God to be their leader. Not saying that this was Christianity or anything, but it was just a faith in Jesus or some type of higher power. They didn't read or study the Bible. Instead, they read their lessons from a book titled Jesus. Now, this book had altered gospel messages to work on pushing the God loves power type of message. This group's main focus was power and political influence. But to work on staying out of the light of the public, they work under a religious type of cover. The Fellowship Foundation was founded by Abraham Brady. He started the foundation as a collection of people who believed that God didn't really care about the poor, but favored the rich and powerful since he gave them more in life. He started organizing the National Prayer Breakfast, which just started as a group of local businessmen, but it soon escalated to politicians and other powerful leaders like it is today. President Eisenhower was the first president to attend the National Prayer Breakfast in the heat of the Cold War to try and gain more support from religious type of groups. After Verady died, the group was taken over by this guy named Doug Coe. He wanted to focus the organization to be more secretive and therefore more influential. He would always quote that the more private the group is, the more power it has. Every year he helps to organize the National Prayer Breakfast but he refuses to take credit for its organization to work on keeping the Fellowship Foundation a secret. He has many private meetings with religious leaders on a strictly religious agenda, but during those meetings, he helps to push more conservative policies. The family, or the Fellowship Foundation, even has their own private jet that they use to fly brothers and sisters of the group to meetings to help turn, towards pe turn people towards Jesus. He pushed the idea that if you were a member of the family, you had unwavering support of your brothers, no matter what you were to do. Doug Cole was a very mysterious, but still well-known man. Everyone in the Fellowship Foundation knew who he was. Many powerful politicians knew who he was, but he was widely unknown to the public. Now, the main group of the Fellowship Foundation lived in a whole bunch of older style mansions and the most famous one was called the Cedars. It was in Virginia where they held prayer group sessions or breakfast meetings with politicians or other people from DC. The brothers of the fellowship lived in the main and other surrounding buildings by the Cedars. The main housing building for the guys was called Ivanwald. While the brothers were staying in Ivanwald, they had to do menial tasks to humble themselves for the Lord, like raking leaves, cleaning bathrooms, washing dishes, doing yard work, stuff like that. There was also a house that housed women, but they weren't as inclusive as the men's house. The men were groomed to work on the teachings of the new gospel and to help advance the agenda of the family. But the women were groomed to work on taking care of the men and raising children. Now, both of the houses had very strict rules. There was to be no alcohol, no past or present substance abuse, no television or newspapers, and no members of the opposite gender. They also had intense prayer, prayer sessions daily about their personal downfalls and what they viewed as issues in the world. 
The isolation from the outside world and the constant self-analysis during those daily prayer sessions creates a weak personal identity and makes it easy to get sucked into the group. Also, the fact that new members are not really told about the underlying power of the group, they are more focused on the sense of community that the cult provides and being able to explore faith with their brothers and sisters. But once they join, they are more likely to be unwitting accomplices to the more sketchy and influential actions of the group. The group has so much power because it has a very set system of hierarchy to control the newer members. There are small fellowship groups across the country that they use to gain more of a following, but the main group of the foundation are centered close to D.C., where they have the most prayer meetings. Now, not everyone who wants to join the cult can stay at the Sears or at Ivanwald. The more influential politicians that get involved with the group lived on the house on C Street. The, it was a grouping of small apartments in one building where they housed different members of political parties if the members wanted to get involved with the Fellowship Foundation. The house on C Street was kept a secret for a long time, but the news about the apartment got out one year when a member of Congress talked openly about how the house on C Street was such a great place for fellowship and policy. But he only exposed the house on C Street after his affair. He used the Fellowship Foundation as a cop-out for his actions. That was an issue because the member spoke about the house on C Street and was a congressman in D.C. This caused many people to be worried that it was not allowing for the separation of church and state between politicians. Many of the other members living at the house on C Street moved out of the apartments to try and save their image as more information about the group came out. Now, the house on C Street wasn't paid for by the Fellowship Foundation. It was paid for by a cover foundation called the Wilberforce Foundation. Now, the Wilberforce Foundation was a fake fundraising foundation, and the people that would run it were the same people running the Fellowship Foundation. They'd say that they were raising money for small Christian groups across the country, but the money was funneled right back into the family. This got exposed, and it began to uncover how vast the family's resources and connections were. Since the Fellowship Foundation was not a real group, it hadn't been paying taxes that they should have been. So the group had to start downsizing property as a way to avoid many lawsuits. Since the group was technically still a secret, members of the group would sometimes even deny their involvement in it to keep working on it off the books. Now, even though this fellowship foundation was supposed to be pretty secretive, they set up the National Prayer Breakfast every year for 80 years. Now, the National Prayer Breakfast is an invite-only event that houses many national and international politicians to come to it. It used to be a one-day breakfast where they talk about prayer and faith, but it has now turned into a week-long event with breakout prayer groups and small meetings and workshops for everybody in attendance. The Fellowship Foundation does not openly take any responsibility for any policy or the setup of the National Prayer Breakfast, but the NPB gives way to make political connections, and there have been many documented instances where negative political influencers from other countries have been in attendance at the event trying to make connections and push their personal agendas. Now, the family thrives off of international connections. They focus their influence onto smaller conservative countries because those countries are easier to gain access to. They have all their meetings with their leaders based on Jesus, not on Christianity and not on politics.
they use their religious meetings to push their conservative agenda for bills like LGBTQ rights and abortion in developing countries. The Fellowship Foundation even worked to write a prayer that influenced Iran to sign a peace treaty with other Middle Eastern countries. So although they're not even a real foundation, they're still very influential. Now, to gain this much control, the Fellowship Foundation has a very strong hierarchy of power. They have the people at the top who are the famous politicians and the leaders like Doug Koch, then you go down to the people who live on like the Cedars and then people who just live on different parts of the country. They also have a very intense background of secrets through all of their private prayer group sessions they have with each member. They thrive off man-to-man communication to keep the organization off the books. And there is dirt on every member due to the prayer and confessions in the small family groups. Now, the main political influences happen at the upper tiers of the group. New members are not involved in the political spectrum of it all until they have proven their loyalty to the group. This cult is unique because it does not openly talk about any of their work. They don't have contact with the outside world. They don't even really have a public name for the group. But what makes it super unique is that the top tier leader does not go out to bring in new members. The recruitment is taken care of by the lower ranking members in the cult. Some of the newer members don't even know who their leader really is until they've been in the group for a long time. This presence of mystery is what tends to keep people invested in the cult. They are too focused on gathering information on what's happening around them, or they are trying to impress the people that rank higher than they do. The members hardly ever leave because if you have any form of power or knowledge, the group will not kick you out. They support their members 110%. Doug Cole was even known to talk about how if one of the brothers was a murderer or a rapist, the group still had to protect them because they were chosen by Jesus to lead. The strong political connections the group has makes it very hard to move up the ladder of power. But it also makes it more difficult for members of the cult to leave, since the foundation has friends and allies everywhere around the country and the world. The cult is so secretly powerful. It starts to gain commitment from its members by proving that the group is committed to them in return. That is what makes them a family. That is what makes the Fellowship Foundation so special because although the leaders seem disconnected from the rest of the members, all of the members are still very deeply connected to each other. So this kind of political investment that the cult has with the outside world is unique because they are trying to influence things outside of their own group. And so other cults just try and live their life the way they want to in their own little group. But the Fellowship Foundation is going out and trying to change the world around them. That's what makes them so interesting. So we want to talk about other ways other cults operate. You gotta stay tuned for more episodes of Cult Chasers.